Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. Speak the Truth listeners. I hope y'all are doing well. Uh, we are in studio and I'm flying solo host wise, but I do have a special guest with me, David Mills or Dave, if you affectionately know him. Uh, Dave Mills is uh, with me here and we are going to be talking about uh, just again, um, we've had some podcasts in the past uh, just about, um, you know, being in the local church as pastors. Um, how do we deal with um, wanting to get biblical counseling in the church if you're a pastor or a lay leader and trying to get, you know, basically a culture of care in your church. And so I've asked Dave to, to be with us because he's been a pastor uh, for 26 years, um, but before his lead pastor role, he was in youth ministry. So effectively, he's been in ministry for close to four, 40 years, roughly, correct? Right. That's correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Well, I'll leave a little bit more up for you, Dave, so that you can introduce yourself. But uh, just affectionately wanted to uh, welcome Dave with us. Um, I've actually been able to get uh, to know him over the last, I guess, roughly a year and a half, but more specifically this year. Right. Uh, he's been helping us with our uh, certification training as uh, we launch. Um, well, this year we launched our, uh, our our class. Every year we launch a class in March, but this year we've got 32 students. We have 26 in person, and uh, we also have a, a virtual class that we're launching. It's on a smaller scale, and it'll be good for this first iteration. But uh, Dave has allowed us uh, to, to go to his church and it's actually in Sunnyvale, Texas, correct? That is correct. Yeah, so um, we're excited, and I'm, I'm just happy to, to to do life with him a little bit more and, and, and uh, grow in friendship with him and just uh, his partnership in uh, biblical counseling. And with that, Dave, I'll just let you kind of introduce yourself, and then, uh, man, if you could just, uh, just talk a little bit about, um, again, uh, we had talked, you know, before of, you know, how you came across biblical counseling, uh, you know, the good old godfather, Jay Adams, and just kind of how things progressed over the years and kind of where we are and how you've seen it progress in your own life and your church. And because uh, I just, again, want to provide encouragement for okay. our listeners. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Dave. I've uh, been a pastor at Hope Church, uh, as has been said, for about 26 years. And um, I was introduced to the biblical counseling model and understanding through a difficulty, kind of a, a challenge in our own life, my own family. And, uh, and one of the very first books in, uh, that I read, and in fact, Jeremy mentioned it, was Competent Counsel. Yeah. And it was the thing that convicted me. I, I realized that even all these years that I've been in ministry, and this was back in like 2007, 2006, uh, so all those years, uh, I had never really understood any of this biblical counseling mindset. Mm. And when I read that book, I was convicted to the core. And I said, I, I've got to learn more. I've got to know what this is all about. And I felt like, uh, I, I really thought at the beginning that it would be just something that would, we would just add to our ministry. Right. And then we ended up going to Faith Lafayette, and we uh, it's when Nank was... In, They've produced a lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we went there a couple of different times, and and I just remember how convicted uh, we were. I mean, just weeping like we we're missing the boat here. We've got to change, and we got to change everything. It's not, it can't just be the status quo, and then just add this in. Right. We knew it was going to affect every aspect of the ministry, and so we took our church on a journey. We called it Fresh Focus. Uh, we got some insights from other counselors and stuff, and some things we walked through with our church, and uh, and wanted to build an atmosphere of sanctification where mm -hmm. you could talk about your problems and talk about your brokenness. Yeah. And you mean you don't have you. to have your stuff together? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so uh, the culture of our church 
had been a very legalistic, very black and white kind of mindset. And so to change that was a challenge. But it's been a blessing to see how God has worked over the years. And now we do have small groups and we have counseling and we meet with people all the time in their struggles. And they know that they're not going to be judged. They're going to be loved and and we're going to walk through truth together. So it's um, it's been a blessing. It's still it's a journey. I mean, <laughs> and we're just still on that journey. Uh, we've got a couple of ladies that are going to be certified uh, this year through Truth Renewed. Uh, we've had uh, probably twenty people that have gone through uh, the the counseling training yeah. without certification. Yeah, because we wanted all of our leadership to be trained. We we believe that Ephesians four. That we all need to be saying the same tr- same thing, speaking mm. the truth in love. And everybody, if somebody asks a question about a spiritual thing, we should all be saying the same thing. And so we've trained up our leadership. I mean, uh, that's not just for leadership and pastors. No, it's for, <laughs> yeah, the it's text for, says all everyone. Absolutely, yeah, We're pass, pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of where where we've been. And uh, so in the process of time, our churches moved locations. We sold our property, moved to a new location, got a new building, uh, and then I'm 65. So we just felt like it's time for us to begin to step back and let the new leadership take over. I've got a, a, a gentleman, a man that's been with me since he got out of college. So 23, 24 years. What a gift that is. Yeah. And he's 15 years my, you know, younger. Yeah. And he's just going to, he's stepping into that role. And then I'm moving into the background and just do counseling and, and all of that. And so that kind of began, I began to think about what could I do next with my life? I'm, I'm still healthy, you know? And, uh, so good looking and healthy. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody talks about my hair. <laughs> yeah. And my wife, too. <laughs> yeah, my wife's, uh, my wife's waiting. She's like, I can't wait for the silver. She started to see a little bit coming in on my beard. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, the Lord just kind of laid a, a wonderful ministry opportunity in my lap. I wasn't even expecting it. Uh, but it's through hospice ministry, yeah. and uh, there's a uh, there's a hospice uh, company in Terrell that um, they hired me, and they're spiritually, uh, you know, spirit uh, based type hospice company. And so I'm doing the chaplain role now, and I'm meeting with people, and it's it's just been a really wonderful transition. Still doing ministry. But just from a different perspective, and it's been neat to see how the training, the biblical counseling training, has has uh, changed over into this. And yeah. uh, I, the company even sees this as ex- as uh, a continuing education. They're you know they're paying my way to come to the conference. And, That's amazing. Yeah, and so um, and so it just it creates wonderful opportunities. They give you a book budget too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's uh, it's just been a really neat transition, and it's it's, it's just ministry, just yeah. from a different different perspective. Yeah, so. that was really great. Um, just uh, we were we were actually having obviously some conversation before we hit the record button here, but just uh, you know, for those of you who are you know in ministry, just you know, pastoral ministry, you know, far extends beyond the pulpit. And again, you know, obviously we have to have. I mean, that's that's a part of the means of grace that is very explicit in Scripture. Um, but oftentimes, at least, Narka, you mentioned culture, right? The mm-hmm. culture in the church, and I think um, specifically in evangelicalism, we see you know an unfortunate level of that. I would say, meaning it's very Sunday driven. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and understandably so, you know, um, I, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. But what I am opposed to um, and that I would I would definitely push back on is um, the 167 hours of the week, not the 168th hour, but 167 hours of the week. Um, I was actually just talking with Kai a moment ago, and we were kind of talking about that in reference to what you were sharing about hospice, hospice work and chaplaincy work and things like that. And just, man, that's the ministry you talk about in Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. right? The right. ministry that, uh, that we all have, uh, that we're all called to as we grow. I mean, that's the purpose of our growth and holiness. Obviously, uh, we want to honor Christ and we want to honor God with all of that. But it's God doesn't need my righteous works and deeds. My neighbor does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Martin yeah, Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just the the ministry that happens happens during the week is the is really the purpose of Sunday to go in and be filled as God's people to to worship together and serve one another on Sunday to uh, equip instructionally, relationally, and, and and man, really just build each other up so that man, when we get out there. Uh, you know, the first day of the week belongs to the Lord, the Lord's day, so that we can uh, grow and be edified and, and, and glorify God together and kind of like that war cry for the week, if you will, worshipfully yeah. speaking, yeah, right? Um, so that so that we can then go and, uh, man, just fulfill the work of the ministry, which is to one another, first and foremost, but then our neighbor. Wh- whoever our neighbor is, whatever your area of influence is. So th- for those of you who are listening, and you may be in uh, David's position, or Dave, again, if you affectionately know him. Um, but um, again, you know, if, if you're transitioning out of, you know, ministry and Sunday, or maybe maybe you're the individual who's thinking like, man, you're kind of in that transitional phase where y- you don't know what to do with yourself now, because that's all you've known for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe if you kind of experience that, but it's like, I can imagine if you're used to doing uh, church ministry, there is a distinction there, right? Yeah. Church ministry during the week, and that's been kind of, you know, vocationally speaking, what you've been doing to to get to a point to where you have to transition, and then, like, that's the one dynamic and environment that you're used to ministering in, mm-hmm. to then transition into another environment that... So if that's you, and whatever that may mean for you, I just... I just uh, I pray for you, and I hope that this is an encouragement to you, which is why I wanted to do the podcast, just to kind of share Dave's story a little bit as a pastor and um, what he's experienced in the church. But then also, uh, for those of you who are doing ministry as you're going, right, Matthew chapter 28, as you go, the mm-hmm. going part, right? you know, Sunday for an hour and a half ain't the going part. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, anyway, any any thoughts on that, Dave? Well, I, just, I would just say that the biblical counseling, like you said, going outside the doors, the, the hospice— uh, opportunity has created wonderful opportunities for me to speak to people in their pain, in their grief, uh, and like literally meeting them where they are. Yeah, and we I, like to say that in church, don't we? Yeah, exactly. And so I get to be with them in their lives, right there in the big middle of their mess, and be able to speak truth and love to them. Yeah. And and I didn't have that as a pastor. You, you know, you're. You're you're ministering to your people, and you get a chance to talk to people outside the church some, but this just opens the gate where yeah. I'm meeting people all the time that don't have a church. They've been out of church for yeah. years. You are the church. Yeah, and so I'm bringing Christ to them. I'm bringing the church to them, and I mean, that's really my role in, in, uh, in my hospice company is to bring these disconnected people uh, the Lord, and so like, a blessing. I mean— that's a that's a that's a little mini series that we should do on the podcast is just what it means to be the church and go to church. Yeah. There is a sharp distinction, one that requires a responsibility, one that requires uh just an acknowledgement and understanding of benefit, who you're benefiting and to be a benefit. 
And that's huge, yeah, that, that particular piece, because you are stepping in. Uh, that's what First Peter talks about, living stones, right? Mm-hmm. As right. the cornerstone. Yep. Likewise, we are uh, living stones being built into that house. Well, he's going to take you and me as living stones. And as we're out ministering to people, meeting them in their pain. And um, when I was mentioning earlier, when I was talking with Kai, when you stepped away for a moment, I was looking around and was just kind of thinking through all the people and just realizing that when we're called to be ministers of reconciliation, like everybody at the conference um, and just seeing, you know, just, I mean, a swath of people, like over 400 people and, and it really anybody in the country and anybody we talk with that are in this and call it a biblical counseling movement, but it, it's not just about the biblical counseling room. It's in, you know, in hospice rooms, it's chaplaincy, it's whatever environment that we're being intentional with the gospel. Right and ministering to people. And so I just, I wanted to take a moment to just, man, just capture that um, because that's the beautiful reality. And to me, that's the embodiment of what you're talking about and what you mentioned, Dave, in Ephesians chapter four, we're, we're all called to attain to the level of maturity, right? right? It's not an elective. Right. That's exactly or right. Or Colossians one twenty eight, right? Yeah, right. Um, we're, we're called and, um, you know, and people, you know, obviously, and I understand the argument that, you know, that's, He's Paul, and he's talking, you know, to to the leaders in the sense that, you know, we're we're trying to present everybody mature in Christ. Right. Um, that's our aim. That's our goal. That's the means in which that we're trying to do everything we can because that's what that's what we're trying to do. Um, and I would and I would argue, yes, that's true. But beyond that scope in this particular environment, for the rest of the body and the congregation, this is what it looks like. That's true. And then on the other side of that, it's that's what equipping the saints for the work of the ministry is, and. The one anothering of Scripture, right? Exactly. Right, formally and informally. So, anyway, just it's just good to sit back and just watch and observe and just see, like, like this is an embodiment of what God is carrying out through that. That's so, exactly right. Any any other thoughts? No, um, I'm just thankful, thankful for Truth Renewed, thankful for what y'all do, and uh, y'all helped allow us to be able to become a little bit of a certification center. And, I wanted to grow, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's grow. And so, uh, so we're we're glad to be a part of that with you and team with you. No, I appreciate it. And um, for those of you, and you'll know who you are, as I mentioned it, but uh, I have spoken to several people. And again, uh, when you email topics at speakthetruth.org or if you just engage on our website, our website, <laughs> our website um, granted, it's more of a landing page than anything else. And it's got a couple of resources um, on one of those pages. Um, we'll grow the website more. Um, but for those of you who know uh, who I'm talking to that I've had conversations with California, New Zealand, different places, um, Dave is a testament to what I'm trying to to share with y'all. And I know I mentioned this when I talked with you guys individually, but I, we really do want to to reach out and build a network across the world and praise God for technology to do those things where it's like you don't have to throw on a huge production for this stuff to happen. And some of these people that I've talked to, uh, in different remote parts of the world, or, you know, they're big, but they, you know, the biblical counseling world is, you know, a tiny bubble or, or nothing exists at all there right. to their knowledge. They're the only ones that are thinking about it, man. We want to be that open, which by the way, I'll, so I'll, I'll throw this out there. Um, and I did sort of throw it, throw it out there earlier, but, um, I mentioned, um, Dave opening up, um, Hope Church, uh, which I'll put Hope Church in the show notes if you're looking for a church in the Sunnyville, uh, Rockwall, Rowlett area. Um, solid church, solid folks. Um, but anyway, when he opened up his church, the part of the part of the reality of uh, training center and uh, providing certification training, level one specifically, is we want to provide this all whoever in the country. So this first iteration that we're going to do is going to kind of help us work out the kinks. 
Uh, so we're guineas, mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay. Um, but next year we're going to launch. So if you have any questions uh, for me, um, you can email us, uh, topics at speakthetruth.org, or you can email me at michael at truthrenewed.org, M-I-C-H-A-E-L at truthrenewed.org. Uh, and again, if you have questions, um, but we're going to be uh, in the next coming months, uh, probably right around the summertime, we'll start um, promoting more and um, put more out there. Um, but if you're if you're out there, wherever you may be listening, and we've, we've got about roughly, I think last time I checked, 41 or 40 countries around the world that are listening to us and whether it's six, seven downloads, wherever, um, but you're listening to us. Um, but if you have any questions, we're going to be offering, um, a virtual class. Um, so our, my, and Lord willing, we'll see what he does. Uh, but we're going to open it up to class and it's very likely that we could have 40, 50 people. So I'm going to pray for 50 people, um, wherever you are in the world. Obviously, if it makes sense, maybe the time, the time difference is too much to cope with. Totally understand if you're like 16 hours ahead or whatever, but, but that's our goal. Like that's what we want to do because, you know, when you think about it, um, man, the, the money and the cost to, you know, take a handful of people, fly them somewhere in the world when you can just do streaming. And if you do it right and it's engaging, Man, it's super helpful. Yeah, it's great. And then they, and so they begin to build a community, right. and you real, and it's so encouraging. Just like the conference, the ABC conference is encouraging because you see, you know, swaths of people, three, four hundred folks that are all across the country, um, and it's encouraging to see people, whether they're here because they're a counselor, they're a licensed professional counselor, they're a chaplain, they're just a lay leader who's a small group leader, whatever, but they're here to grow in God's word. And so, uh, again, so I kind of let that out a little bit. So we'll, we'll have that. And again, if you want, if you're interested in that, uh, just email Michael at truthrenew.org or you can email topics at speakthetruth.org. Uh, Dave, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for truth renewed. What yes. Doing. Yes. Awesome. We'll see you guys next time.